Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the other stuff that goes with it. So there. And sometimes the other stuff is gendery. Sometimes. You have some people at work that you see who are getting ready to have a baby. They may have had the baby by now. It's possible. So I was I was talking with them and we were doing a schedule around the uh, incoming child. Yes. <laughs> Outcoming, I don't know. <laughs> and well, that's that's the the thing. It is coming out. And and when I was leaving, the guy was headed out to a class, so I I said good luck with your class and and so to his wife I I thought I should say something, right? Yes. And I said, um, good luck with the baby on Tuesday or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. And Because she's being induced so they can actually schedule this. Yes, they have yes. it scheduled. Okay. And he said, us men, we don't have to worry about that. Us men. Us men. And I thought, no, I've never worried about that. You are correct. <laughs> well, I guess I can't say that I never thought about it. I remember when I was younger... Having to deal with a female body, mm-hmm. personally, not somebody else's, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> Having to deal with your own, what was perceived as female body. Yes. And thinking, I'm never doing that. Yeah. Yep. Probably when I first developed my policy of nothing was going in or coming out. But how old do you think you were when you first had that realization that that was a thought you needed to have? After 10, okay. I would think. Okay. I'm guessing though. Uh-huh. I did have considerations at some point, maybe around 12 or 13, that, that I would be a dad. That's good. Mm-hmm. There's no birthing of children on my behalf for that. Yes. And by that point, you were already going to the library and looking up how to become a guy. Yes. So. How to fix my problem. Yes. hmm Indeed. I'm sorry you had that problem, but it's oddly gendered to me that people are like, oh, we don't have to deal with that problem. Like... Why is that a bragging point? Why is that a topic of conversation? It seems to me it would be pretty frightening if you did suddenly have that problem and hadn't intended to and didn't expect it because that wasn't your gender. I don't know. Okay. I'm guessing. I mean, I can see how that could be a problem. People identify, not not you, but people, some people identify as their gender in a binary sense. And, and one of the other people I was meeting with uh, yesterday, the guy said, well, I can't be her mom, meaning the child. I'm not a woman. Like he had that thought and said it. And I'm over here just making bewildered faces because I'm like, why on earth would that even matter? If you're a parent, then you're a parent. You do the parenty things. No, you do the male parenty things or the female parenty things or the unidentified parenty things if you are able to do that. Unidentified parenty things. It sounds like a subject of some like paranormal documentary. Sounds, unidentified parenty things. It sounds like a book I should write. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I think we need to write that book. I uh-huh. our our parenting experience is slightly paranormal. That's why we can write or that book. Subnormal or Metanormal? We're going to have to figure one of those out if we're going to write it. Okay. (laughs) I I just thought when the guy said, you know, us men, we don't have to worry about that. You know, birthing a child is what I figured he specifically meant. And I thought, thank goodness, no. (laughs) Right. And, And the other guy who said, I can't be 
her mom, I'm a, I'm not a woman. I just thought, no, you can't. Some people can. Some people could. But he couldn't. He could I not. Mean, the, the cysts are very strange like that. They are. I'm baffled by it regularly. I, I regularly see these things cross my Facebook or my, you know, Twitter, Tumblr, along with the caption, are the cysts okay? <laughs> Shaking my head no. 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 Half the time they're about gender reveal parties, though, so clearly no, the cysts are not okay. No, they create complete disasters with those things. Right? Like like airplane crashes. Have you heard about this one? forest fires. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. All to tell their friends and family that their baby has a penis or doesn't have a penis. Correct. What the actual fuck? I'm, I'm shrugging my shoulders. I'll know. What is wrong with the cis? Anyway. Because here's what I think. Okay. They're having their gender reveal party. And all I can ever think is, what if you're wrong? That's regularly my thought. And right? I'm like, you should not have a gender. No. I mean, it's, you're, no. But but they're thinking things like, us men don't have to worry about that. And, and except, what if your little man wishes she could worry about that? They hadn't considered that factor. <sighs> Cis are not okay. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. But anyway. They don't have this experience. No. They don't have a reason to understand better. True. And I've encountered this working in the capital. We draw from, you know, small town around the capital in the American West. Mm-hmm. Almost everything is small town. Even the cities are small towns, unless you're someplace like Denver or Vegas or someplace. Right. That a lot of them are very cis-normative, heteronormative, and weird about it. They, and they don't know they're weird about it, by the way. No, they don't. They think they're being normal and we're being weird about it. Yes. But... We don't have clear boundaries of whether or not we can be the mom or the dad. And why do I have to be either? Some kind of problem. Because I have to point out that even my mother, a cisgendered person, had pointed out before that she should also get a Father's Day present since she had done that job most of the time as well. Yes. Just as well as my dad, by the way. Yeah, pretty so. much. Yeah. So, you know. So, I, so why do they get weird about us? I don't get that. Like, if they're willing to bend the rules... They're willing to reshape the box, but they're not willing to do away with the box entirely. What, what do you mean? Wait, wait a second. I'm not following you about they're reshaping the box. Who? The the weirdly hetero normative. No, no. I just told you the guy has the dad box and he's holding on to it. But he's he's willing to reshape it and take in some of those mom duties if he really, really needs to. But he's not going to do the momming. He will pick up the dishes or the laundry or the band-aids. You or are so optimistic. Some of them will. Okay. Your mother will do the fathering. She thinks so. <laughs> she was doing it more of, more of it than my dad, but you know, Fair he was gone. So what can you do? You know, and I think it's also easier when it's moving in the masculine direction. When a female assigned or female perceived person is picking up masculine duties, then they're approved of by the feminist. But then when men are picking up stereotypically feminine duties, then they're disapproved of by the misogynists. Yep. So yeah, like 
when I'm working with these people who've come into the capital from, you know, the small towns, there's one in particular who, I mean, a lot of government jobs have this person where the law created a position and policy made that position useful. And then the law and the policy changed and that position wasn't needed, but you can't fire them. That's a government work. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so this person was starting to feel resentful of the fact that her position had been eliminated, but not. And we were trying to give her other things to do, but she was also very work avoidant by this point. Like she was- That's a lot of work to be work avoidant. You know, it is. By this, this, this person was spending more energy avoiding work than if she had just done the things we had asked her to do. Because I think she was feeling some kind of way about having her prior job dissolved. She wanted to keep doing that thing, but that thing was not a thing that needed doing anymore. And so she was feeling some kind of way about it and wasn't willing to pick up any other job. Mm -hmm. And so when I come in and she's not willing to learn from my neighbor, not willing to learn from the person across the hall, not willing to learn from our boss, then I get to be the person who's going to try and teach her this time. Lucky you. Right? Mm -hmm. And it almost worked. Being the career educator that I am, I have this toolbox to motivate the unmotivated. I, as a teacher, always believed and still believe that anyone can learn anything taught to them and do anything expected of them if they are provided with the means and the motivation. My job is not to give them the content. My job is to give them the means and the motivation. Okay. So after having done that for a decade and a half, I come into the workless wonder and I'm moderately successful and then I'm not just like apparently everyone else had been. Well, that's your welcome to the club. And this, you know, apparently became her impetus to dig her heels even further into her conservatism. Her whole office space, her whole cubicle is covered in Bible verses and inspirational Jesus quotes. And here I come in wearing rainbows every day and talking about my partner and putting up pronoun signs in my office that say I should be referred to as they and them. And at first, she was willing to learn from me, but then it was like, oh, no, no, I don't want to work with the queer. Mm -hmm. And about that time, she decided she wanted to retire. Mm -hmm. As she was basically running out of fucks to give, Mm -hmm. pending retirement, as many people do, Mm -hmm. she started referring to us as ladies and as our child's moms. I'm a funny looking lady. I know. It's hilarious (laughs) to me. Like... At work, I talk about my world. I talk about my whole world. Mm -hmm. And you have said before that I have permission to out you to anybody I know who will probably never meet you and have cause for that to be the only thing they know about you. Mm -hmm. And so... I talk about these things on the regular, especially since we live in a state where driver's license X is now a thing. And so we have student records that we have to accommodate the X. And I have become basically the point person for anybody who's confused about why that needs to be a thing. Plus, you're a talker. I am a talker. Mm -hmm. I am a teacher. Mm -hmm. I don't mind being everybody's trans 101. That's good because a lot of us mind that. I know. But... (laughs) So everybody knows what's up with me and what's up with us. Mm -hmm. And she was complaining about how her kids have these problems that are basically the result of her having had kids too young because she was so conservative that she never had sex ed and became a mother at 15. But can't tell her that. Does the Bible like scold you about that? I mean, you know, I don't know. It depends on how you interpret it and whether or not you get married before the baby comes. Did she have that verse hung up? Just want to know. 
<laughs> I don't know. But if she had to stay there, she would have started hanging up some Leviticus, I'm sure. So yeah, I said something about, you know, we have this kid who's been getting suspended from school and this and that and the other. And she says, yeah, but at least your kid has great moms who are like educated and care about their kid. And I'm like, no, the other mom's kind of an asshole. But I didn't say that out loud. But mm -hmm. I was like, well, the other mom isn't really involved right now. And I could see by the look on her face that she was like, that's not what I meant. You know it. And you're like, yeah, I do. So there. I do. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't care. Right. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? What is wrong with the cis that they'll call someone with a full beard and an angular jaw and a voice like yours and call them a mother? I, I, they're they're unwilling to let you switch boxes. Right. Yeah, I don't know why my uh, status is important to them. Some people think they're like getting know. one up on you, that they know that or that they can refer to that or that they're calling you the wrong thing. They yeah, you know, I had a guy do that, I want to say about, oh, 2000, early 2000s. Okay. I was on the phone with a creditor. Yeah. And he was a young guy. Okay. His, maybe mid-20s is what he sounded like on the right. phone. But he really wanted to give me a hard time and call me not my name. Because I had changed my name years before that. But he had a hold of that somehow in my credit record and... He was just like throwing it at me, like, you know. And this was long before you ever even transitioned. Mm -hmm. You have been George for decades. Yes. And I, I thought, why? And I was like, no, actually, legally, my name is George. And and he just kept going back to it. And I was like, I don't understand you. And, you know, you, you live and learn. I, mm -hmm. Nowadays, I would have hung up on him and gotten somebody else because there's a bazillion people at the under, other end of the, right. you know, credit, whatever, service thing that you need. But he was just being really a jerk about it. You know, what like if he was say, like saying that? to Bob, okay, Bob, if you say so, Bob, I'm just like... No. What the but fuck is wrong with you? With I'm not Bob. And you know what? Bob's the dog. I also thought what I think about a lot of people who then come out as queer is you've got to hang up here and it's really your problem. Yes. It's not my problem. I yes. already have my life over here and I'm doing my thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. People are problems. Well, well the, the folks I, I saw today, they're older people. Okay. And so, you know, I often expect different things from people of different ages and and could be very surprised because actually a lot of people who are now in their 70s were a bunch of hippies, mm -hmm. as our neighbors are often called by the other neighbors. Yes. Well, see, here's the thing. They held on to their hippiness. The rest of the boomers quit being hippies, became yuppies, started to look down on the hippies, and now they're asshole boomers. Some of them are, did back then, too. Yes. There was plenty of people who looked down on hippies. Yeah. So these folks, I, I'm not going to be working with them much longer. They're they're leaving the area, but so that you know they'll have a different government system to work with. But it was interesting tonight because we got on a lot of topics. As often happens, as people know, they're saying, kind of saying their goodbyes, and mm -hmm. you know they get on other topics, and they were so, somehow we got to the topic of churches. Not an uncommon thing for families of faith yeah, to she talked talk about, about when they're moving. Yeah, she talked about. I don't know, do they have these everywhere? Calvary Church. They started by doing church on the beach with hippies. Mm -hmm. Yet, they will preach about not being gay. Of course. How the hell does that happen? I don't understand. But the the point is, having this topic brought up, and because this is uh, not somebody who, who I'm going to continue working with, so I can go a little farther with
with it, I was able to say, well, that doesn't seem right. Right. You know, I've, I've seen some churches embrace folks who are gay, folks who are in the, you know, LGBTQ. And, and they said, oh, no, no, they, they, you know, they welcome gays. I said, well, there's a difference between welcoming and accepting. Mm-hmm. And they had to, they thought about that. And because they've worked with me for several months, almost a year, they've gotten to know me enough that they're comfortable around me mm-hmm. and that they could then think about that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe it's not okay. Hmm. Hmm. George doesn't think it's okay hmm. to welcome them and not accept them. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is that okay? Right. Yeah. So I, I had that, that chance to give that feedback. It felt really good to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would have liked to say more, but I knew that that's not the time and the place. Right. It's you know, workplace environment. But, you know, if you're going to bring the subject to me, I'm going there's to my answer. My, yep. I don't think that's all right. Good. You know? Well, and that's so good I mentioned that they were like willing the, to listen. They were. I mentioned the, the UCC folks mm-hmm. as being very accepting. and um, So that's funny that that's some people are changing the way they think. Because, you know, I mean, the workless wonder has retired, mm-hmm. is no longer there. People mm-hmm. ask, did I go to her retirement party? And I say to anyone who asks, no, she made it clear that she did not want my queer ass there. Mm-hmm. And a couple of people have just chuckled. And a couple of people are like, no, she wasn't like that. She's not. And I'm like, oh, honey. Mm-hmm. But in the meanwhile, I'm getting invited to more and more meetings and planning committees. And you know, I am more frequently being the only female presenting or female assigned person in the room. I'm not a girl, but it feels like I'm the only girl in the room. You're the only perceived female type person to them to them they perceive you that way yes and and you're noticing that you're in the room with all the guys i am in the room with all the guys Mm -hmm. generally i'm in the room with all the guys about once a week Mm-hmm. Getting pulled into some meeting or another where between my assertive way of interacting and my unshrinking way of communicating and my sizable knowledge about the things that we're doing and what we need to accomplish, I'm, I'm capable. Staying on task and being focused? I am capable of doing my goddamn motherfucking job and they noticed. Woo! Now, like a lot of other members of minority communities, I will point out that I have probably worked twice as hard to get half as much recognition. You certainly have. I mean, that's the way it goes. But I'm getting invited into the meeting with all the dudes. Wow. And it's weird. I I guess it would be, yeah. Because, you know, there's no, you don't have any predecessors that took your place, (laughs) you know? I would say that at least one and probably two of my immediate predecessors in the position that I currently fill were equally competent, if not more competent, compared to my capabilities. But I present myself differently. I don't know. I don't know if either of those also female assigned, female presenting, I believe cisgender people were invited into the meetings or not. I could probably ask my boss. If he listens to this, he'll probably tell me later. (laughs) But yeah, like, it's it's the weirdest thing to look around and be like, oh, I'm the only one here. Mm-hmm. And a decade ago, I would not have noticed that. Watching you transition has made me aware of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure whether or not I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm not sure if you are either. So <laughs> it's that, okay. Yeah. But then, you know, it's like two steps forward, one step back. Because then in comes someone from one of our adjacent offices asking about basically a project that I am completely in charge of. It is my project. My name is on all of the documents we submit to the federal government about this project. 
Mm-hmm. My name is on all of the contact information for all of our school districts about this project. Mm-hmm. Yep. And short man syndrome comes in, walks all the way past my office and asks jaded dude about my project. Now, did he look around like he had to select the person he was going to choose that was a, a male? He did not even look at my office. He just walked straight in to the man who's been there for X number of years, mm-hmm. the guy who is a career civil servant. Mm-hmm. And I wanted at first to believe that it was because career civil servant has been working with all of these projects, at least adjacent to all of these projects for over a decade. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about the fact that this is short man syndrome guy we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And he's expressed misogyny and transphobia and homophobia on numerous other occasions. And so I piped up and said, hey, I've got the information that you're looking for. Where do you want me to put it so that you can access it in the secure drive? And he says, put it in this place. I put it in that place. He comes back after I've left and said, I can't find it. Where did she put it? Mm -hmm. My jaded neighbor finds it for him. In the place place that you said. (laughs) In the place that I said. Mm -hmm. He starts emailing with jaded dude and our boss about what's wrong with these files that I basically had compiled from our school districts. I hadn't touched the files at all. Mm -hmm. I just accumulated them and gave them. Mm -hmm. And he starts asking questions that don't make any sense. To the two two people who are not in charge of the project. To the people who are not in charge of the project, but also to me who knows everything about this project from an implementation standpoint. I thought you just said he didn't include you. Oh, they would come back to me and ask. Oh, the people being emailed about your project. Would come come and ask me about my project. So that they could answer him. And I said, that doesn't make any sense. He's asking you, why is the sky green? The sky is not actually green. Mm-hmm. He's asking you, why is there a rug on the floor? There is no rug. This is a dirt garden. Mm-hmm. You know, he's asking questions that have no frame of reference in this project. Mm-hmm. And I try to explain that to my jaded colleague who he has been interacting with. Mm-hmm. And eventually I get CC'd on this email thread and start getting the emails about it mm-hmm. that everyone hits reply all to. And I reply back and say, no, really, this doesn't make any sense. And then I come and talk to him and I say, this doesn't make any sense. And he says, oh, okay, well, I'm going to interpret what you said that we don't put carpets in the garden to say that it's a hardwood floor, so it doesn't need carpets. And you're like, no. No, dude, it's a garden. It's still a garden, really. And so he goes and changes everything in the file about this project to say that it's a hardwood floor. And then the file, the logic that processes this file is asking, what type of hardwood floor? Is it oak or pine or... And we're still like, it's still a garden, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's still a garden. So I guess you better decide because you're the one to put the floor there. (laughs) Well, and that's the problem is that there is no way to decide. And so we tell him that. And at this point, my boss was out that day, but his boss in the adjacent office was in. And so I started copying his boss, not to tattle on him. Mm -hmm. But to be like, I need a supervisor who is in-house today in case y'all got some information that I didn't get since I was clearly not copied on the first two-thirds of this thread. If y'all have information that I don't have, I need somebody above both of us 
to clarify that for me and tell me that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Because and, you're living in bizarro world right now with a hardwood floor and a carpet. Shortman it's- Syndrome's boss says, you're right. This is a garden. The instructions say it's a garden. The instructions say don't put down carpet rugs or hardwood floors. Yes. And because it's dirt, it is neither pine nor oak nor teak. Yes. And so don't know what to tell you. Then short man syndrome comes back and says, okay, well, based on everyone's feedback, I'm going to call it teak. And his boss comes over to my office asking for my guidance. Like, what the hell? And I'm like... Like, the guy just did what we told him not to. The neighboring boss is coming to me asking for help managing his team to figure out... And I'm like... Since when do all of these cisgender heteronormative dudes want my input? How did this happen? All except for short man syndrome, who yeah, is they, clearly opposed to my input. He is clearly opposed. And eventually his boss had to go and tell him to do it my way, which worked. A dude told him he can do that now. <laughs> it's crazy. The cis are not okay. Well... Can't live with them. Can't throw them off a cliff. Nope. (laughs) I I do like to confuse them, though, because having more information than they do. Oh, tell me how you confuse them. I often go and ask the women for help, (gasps) which the women uh, get up to help and then realize they're they're like, whoa, what's going on here? They feel like I do when I'm being pulled into Mm -hmm. these meetings or asked by my adjacent boss. Because when I... The other day when my computer monitor was acting up, I knew there was a woman in the next room who had offered help with something to myself and a colleague the other day, mostly Mm -hmm. to my colleague, but I was standing there. And so I thought, well, she's right there. Why do I want to go to another floor and get a tech guy? I'll just go ask her. And And if she has offered her assistance, then you can be sure that she has made absolutely certain that she knows what she's talking about. Because like I said earlier, she's had to work twice as hard to demonstrate half as much and I know that. Recognizable capacity. So I know she knows it. Right. But I ask her, hey, we'll be okay if I ask you to take a look at this monitor because it seems to be acting up. And she said, sure. I said, I could monkey around with it, but it would be much faster if I just get help. Yes. Because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to spend that much time. No. <laughs> trying to figure out why the display was whatever. So she came over and looked at it and she went, whoa, this monitor is bad. Mm-hmm. They need to give you a different one. Mm-hmm. Was she right? Well, probably, but then it acted right again, so they can't give me one right now. But if it's periodically acting bad and I keep taking pictures, they will have to give me a new one. Right. But it stopped. Okay. So I, no one knows why it stopped. No one knows why it started. It's magic because it's technology, right? Yeah, something like that. So, but anyhow, I, I go and ask the ladies for help or I listen to them. Like today I, I was at a training and it was um, an all day thing and, and there was a female person presenting. And at the end, I went up to ask her a question and I waited patiently, unlike some cisgendered guys do. <laughs> and then I asked her, I, I made it clear that I only needed a a short answer. I wasn't going to try to keep her there forever, yucking at her. Mm -hmm. But I needed to know some more information uh, that would be helpful to some clients I was working with. Right. And so she gave me that information. And I always see at some point during this part of the transaction, some point between when they start answering me and when they get done, that they're looking at me like... He's still listening. That's totally great. So, I love it. Yeah, I love to do that. So, yeah, that's, so my, that's, that's my fun and games. That's kind of wild. Yep. And the coyotes have decided that we're done. So, is that it? That's it.
We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Who are getting ready to have a baby. They may have had the baby by now. It's possible. Yes, because that was the other day. That was the other day that we were making notes about this, huh? Yeah, like they they were about to have the baby. They were about to have the baby on the day that we made the notes. Mm Mm-hmm, yes. Oh, Oh my gosh. It's Bob, the pest. <laughs> He's a good little naughty pest. Mm-hmm. And Bob is terrible, but I'm going to ignore him because if I even look at him while he's looking at me, he will try and come get my attention. And you probably shouldn't mention him either. Oh, well. He knows you're talking about him. Anyway, I'm sorry you had that problem. That she has made absolutely certain she... Shirtin? Nope. <laughs> He's still listening. <laughs> I fell yeah. off my chair. Yeah. That's that's totally great. <laughs> <laughs>